This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to help support this show. We're also brought to you by our PayPal supporters, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Activate your personal shield and get your trait level to three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 98 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by Criterion developer, John Stanley. Hey, guys. In this episode, we'll be going over Star Wars Battlefront 2. Let's get started. So let's get started with what you do as a designer at Criterion. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm a designer at Criterion Games, and um, what I'm actually looking after on um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is the uh, level design for Starfighter Assault. So it's one of the new modes that we've got in the game, uh, focused all around Starfighters. And so I'm overseeing all the levels we've got throughout the Starfighter game mode, um, just making sure they all kind of fit together, really, making sure they're fun, making sure um, they're cohesive, and yeah, hopefully you guys uh, uh, will like <laughs> um, from what I've seen in the trailers and what I've played at EA Play, I think we're going to be happy. Um. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah, the response has been really great so far, actually. So um, I'm, I'm really happy about that. And uh, yeah, being at Gamescom recently as well, the you know the response from people both both at the show and both online was fantastic. So um, yeah, <laughs> you cautiously <laughs> up as always. I think it's the best way to be. You you had me at uh, Darth Maul scimitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a favorite. It's actually our GM here, uh, Criterion Matt Webster's favorite uh, ship. He's got a bit of a bromance going with uh, Darth Vader uh, with um, Darth Maul. Oh, that's that's hilarious. I have loved the scimitar since I first saw the Lego set. Like, I saw that bad boy and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cool ship. It is a very cool ship, and I love how it's got the little speeder that just drops down out of the back. That's pretty awesome. Okay, now let's go on to your favorite Star Wars movie, if you can choose. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, I don't know, I guess for some it might be controversial, but um, I actually really like um, the newer stuff, so The Force Awakens, um, I really love to think... You know the cinematography and uh you know just kind of bringing in a bit of a, a richer cast in my opinion um was was a really great play and uh it's nice that it's kind of retelling in somewhat the you know the story from the original trilogy um which i know for some people they've been a bit like well you know they could have took more took more risks but i think you know that was a really hard task for abrams to uh to undertake you know being able to go in and take in the new star wars film for you know a good number of years and, and doing it right by all fans is it's nothing short of a miracle so um and yeah I, th- I thought it was fantastic i'm really looking forward to episode eight yeah uh, the force awakens was really doomed to have that response because like you're going into star a new star wars story after 30 years um mm. there isn't much <laughs> you can't make everyone happy no 
Yeah, I think I'm kind of half and half between The Force Awakens and Rogue One, actually, because just because of that telling of a story that's kind of, you know, stage left of what's actually going on. So and something that kind of ties uh, the films together was was really nice. And I don't know, you know, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, you've been warned. <laughs> They're kind of ending and, you know, not everyone manages to save the day the whole time. I think that's quite nice. It's something that hasn't been totally explored in Star Wars before. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was really great, great narratively, um, Rogue One. And obviously we got to do our um, uh, PSVR mission that we did yes. uh, for Battlefront the Rogue One mission. So uh, that was cool, being able to work alongside that. So. But as you just mentioned VR, and we have that, and that was amazing we go to our library and demo it every now and then and people are just blown away by the the oh. immersion of that and every single person they're like they're such little turds because they're like oh this is amazing i'm in an x-wing and then they immediately try and stand up and like look around and break the game <laughs> like, you're not supposed to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean um I don't know. That kind of, in a way, I guess, speaks to the uh, speaks to the immersion somewhat. Like people will feel like they're actually there, and they were like, "Oh, I want to see what's this, what's that." So, um, all, yeah, all the uh, buttons. Yeah, all the buttons. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun actually. Um, that actually ended up being uh, the authentic uh, button layout for that X-wing um, because we approached Lucas and we're like, "Okay, so you know, what's the what is the button layout for this X-wing?" And we're like, you know what? it's not been finalized yet what do you guys do you guys have any ideas so we came back with a whole bunch of ideas and um they're really happy with what we suggest and they're like hey so now your uh, x-wing cockpit is uh, authentic that that is amazing that actually just touching on that point just goes to show how awesome it is working with lucas um you know i know some people may have said well it can be difficult working with uh, an ip you know and uh, working with people who've got their own ip established but lucas have been lucasfilm have been fantastic um every time we approach them for whether it be reference or you know an idea on the design we have um you know they're always really accommodating and and try and help us as much as possible so that's that's been really great to be able to work really closely with them uh, what's that process like uh, it's kind of it's almost day to day in that sense like we're always in contact whether it be through email or whatever or you know kind of reviews um and yeah we, it's just a, a whether we've got like a formal submission for a level you know we'll we'll kind of go through the, the channels that way but mostly it's all kind of back and forth and you know everyone's kind of focusing on um uh, making sure that you know, we're collaboratively making the best game possible, really. So everyone's from both our side, from the development side and from Lucasfilm side, it's, it's all about collaborating to make that, that game the, the best game we can. That is, that's awesome. And we were talking with uh, Dennis Branvel and uh, Paul Kesslin, uh, developers at DICE. Um, and they, uh, yeah. they they said the, pretty much the same thing. They were like, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I was uh, talking, <laughs> when, when I was uh, interviewing Paul Kesslin for the podcast, I was like, I always imagined the people at Lucasfilm as like these Jedis in this huge book of scroll, in this whole <laughs> room of scrolls. <laughs> No, they're fantastic. You know, they're, they're, at the end of the day, they're just like us. They're gamers. They're, you know, people who love film, love, love, uh, you know, cinema. So, yeah, they're just cool people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone that I've talked to in Star Wars is just, like, really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just something about this fandom. 
Um, yeah, everyone's really cool, actually. Yeah. One more, uh, one more thing on PlayStation VR, uh, Battlefront VR. Um, so uh, I think it was uh, Mark, was it uh, Weber, right? Uh, so Matt Webster. Yes, Matt we- Matt oh, Webster it, it, uh, said yeah. that it will not be in at launch. True. Yes. Confirmed. Um, do you do you have plans of maybe going into the future, if you can say that? No, nothing to announce at the moment. Okay. Uh, that's that's very sad. I'm 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 crying a VR tear right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we really are focusing on you know the main game, and this game is so huge. Obviously, you've seen there's the likes of us at Criterion working on it, and we've got Motive working on it as well, working on the single player, and um, you know Dice obviously bringing their expertise for the multiplayer, and so you know bringing all these three studios together and making sure we can get out the kind of huge amount of uh, content that we've got coming out for this game. So. It's, it's, it's challenging, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's definitely got our focus at the moment. Okay, that leads perfectly to my next topic. Three developers on a single game, unprecedented in terms of video game development. Um, what was the first thing Criterion did uh, when they realized that they're going to be working on Battlefront with these other developers? Well, we've actually been working um, with DICE for a while now, and we worked on Battlefront 1, so we did the Speed of Mike mission on Battlefront 1. Yes. Uh, and okay. Yeah, yeah, some of the vehicle stuff there. So, you know, uh, it, yeah, it was like, oh, great, you know, we'll be working together again. That's great. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, yeah, something we've been forging for a little while. So, um and yeah, then working with Motive, working with the guys there, like that's been really fantastic as well. And uh, you know, bringing a whole new different view and uh, different context to, you know, way in which we've seen development before. So that's really great. Uh, how does that work in the, the development phase? Like, uh, are the game's being uh, developed in Frostbite, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, how does that work? Do you like exchange assets um, as you build them, or like how's the communication work? Um, again, it's kind of, kind of like we just try and speak to each other as much as possible, whether it's through, you know, something like um, like uh, messaging apps or whether it's through then like video conferencing or, or face-to-face, you know, we'll, we'll get together as much as we can. Um, and it's the main thing there is it's all about to make sure everyone's informed, make sure everyone's on the same level uh, and everyone's talking together because the more we do that, then, you know, the more that we can, uh, you know, as the, the saying, I'm probably going to butcher the same, but, you know, uh, two brains is better than one. So many, many brains is, is better than one. So everyone gains. <laughs> yeah. Um, collab- yeah. So it's much more collaborative than uh, it would normally yeah. be. Yeah, and that's actually one our um, kind of mantras at Criterion is all about creative collaboration. So we always try as much as possible to uh, make sure that that can happen and try and facilitate that. So, Yes. Okay. So you're, you've been talking about uh, the feel of the vehicles. So Criterion, as you said in many interviews, is uh, the masters of feel. And I believe that. I played uh, the, the Starfighter Combat at EA Play. And I was just like, I can do a barrel roll now. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like I was piloting a ship in Star Wars, like I was in control of it. Like, um, I loved Fighter Squadron, mm, mm. but one of my one of my biggest gripes about that was the use of the uh, evasive maneuvers. I always thought, like, man, I just really want to get out of this way, and now you have realized that. So, um, 
what is the first thing that you tackle when you're going up against uh, getting the feel of the ships down? Yeah, so actually, yeah, you touched on a great point. So for, for us, whenever we're making any of our games, it's all about game feel first. So we make sure our core is as tight as possible. So with any of our games, it's usually revolving around vehicles. So then it's all about making sure that vehicle feels great. Um, and, you know, something that we actually do at Criterion is think about, okay, what vehicle are you making? What game are you making here? And so, for instance, you know, to go back to or, or to use the X-Wing as an example, um, we would say, well, you know, I've never flown an X-Wing. Don't know about you. But, uh, you know, how do I, I perceive wish. an X-Wing? <laughs> How do I perceive an X-Wing to feel? Um, and so it's then trying to think, right, well, you know, they're going to be pretty good at dogfighting, pretty fast, you know, fairly powerful, but not too powerful because there's other ships out there which can deliver more of a payload. And so then we start off by kind of giving this kind of characteristics to each of the ships. So for the uh, for the X-Wings, you think, yeah, they're going to be something which is good for dogfighting. Then we look at something more like a like an Inceptor, like an A-Wing, for example. And for us, it's like, right, well, that's going to be really nippy, really fast, probably going to have a little bit less health just because it's got that extra quickness. Yeah. Uh, but let's make sure that they're dealing a good amount of damage as well. And then you look at something like the Y-Wing, and it's like, okay, this is going to be the tank. This guy's going to be getting in there, delivering huge amounts of damage uh, to objectives. But then because of that, we're going to need to make him a little slower. And, you know, um, I think that kind of all fits within the characteristic of the ship quite nicely. So we kind of started off uh, by looking at that first, by looking at the different characteristics. And then, yeah, we just worked the um, the handling from the ground up, really, um, from, from Battlefront 1. So, yeah, as you said, from EA Play, we, we thought, well, what's really great for us and what we want to be able to do is have full control and creating these kind of epic Star Wars moments, uh, kind of Starfighter moments. And so that's why we stayed away from the you know the kind of maneuver sets, and now you can you have full control yourself of the the role of the ship. Um, and what we found is, yeah, instead of being like, well, if I'd have only timed this, or well, if I'd have my maneuver to use this now, it's like, yeah, I am going to barrel roll through this small gap, and I am then going to do a back <laughs> and take <laughs> take down this X wing, and then I'm going to do this, and then and you know you end up chaining these things together and actually just feeling like a, an absolute badass, which is. You know, our, our end goal really so whilst we start looking at the the core handling first our end goal is to make you feel like a you know an ace starfighter pilot so you can't feel like an ace starfighter pilot unless you feel like you've got full control of your ship the first thing i did when i was in that ship i saw this gap and i was like i think i can make this so i start turning <laughs> my ship i speed up and then i almost make it and then i clip my wing and i'm like oh dang it <laughs> and uh yeah there's been plenty of that in the office where it's like, I think you can make this. Okay, okay, we actually can we make this to so go back into the editor and check. Okay, yeah, the jump. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can make this. Okay, so then everyone's trying, and so yeah, you, uh... you're just bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, practice. Uh, practice. Yeah, practice. Yeah. Um, just uh, I, I kind of felt like little Annie uh, when he was blowing up the big uh, droid factory up in the, up the space <laughs> yeah. station. I was like, I Let feel go, like yeah. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I'm, he's nice. much better than I am, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, he might. He may have you know some Jedi powers of, yeah. of use. Sadly, I do not have those. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10. We have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. Uh, 2015's Battlefront eventually received Space Battles for the Death Star DLC. I love that DLC. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I love the trench run. That's like, it mm-hmm. makes you feel like you're Luke Skywalker trying to blow up the Death Star. Uh, but many fans felt they were limited. Um, how are you taking that feedback into account for uh, Space Battles? They're limited in terms of the, uh, what, what exactly? What, the level or? Um, the biggest thing was like, uh, they felt like it was just blast with ships. Um, now, like, I love that you're focusing on objectives now. So, um, how was that process of adding objectives into, um, Starfighter Assault? Yeah, so actually one of the, uh, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna borrow this from one of, uh, from our creative director here, Bill. Um, and he often likes to use the kind of line that they use in uh, Friends, actually. You know, like, each of the episodes is the one where. So yeah. we, we like to think, it's like, okay, so the EA play level, for example, Fondor, it's like, right, this is the one where you attack the uh, Star Destroyer under repair. And so, okay, so we use that first sentence to think about the, the kind of context for the level and the narrative. And then we start to kind of build it up around that and start to think about different gameplay beats that we want to then introduce within to the level. So um, hopefully some of the guys, uh, you listeners will have seen already the videos or if they've got a chance to play already at Gamescom or EA Play. Um, you'll see on Fondor that there's a there's a tunnel in there and these tunnels are housing uh, some of the shield generators which are powering uh, the shield to the whole of the Fondor dock. Um, and what, did we, what I really wanted to try and kind of imitate there was that um, trench run fill. So it's not the trench run exactly, but it's an enclosed area where everyone's funneling in. There's a degree of skill needed in order to shoot down the objectives. So we can kind of think, right, well, here's our overarching context for the level, which is take down and take out this repairing uh, Star Destroyer. But what cool ways can we then infuse um, gameplay and Star Wars kind of references into that at the same time? Um, so then it's like, all right, well, that can be a phase. So that's phase two, as it happens in Fondor. And then phase one, we start to build up and we think, well, you know, we can't just go barreling into this this tunnel for no reason. Um, all right, well, this is going to be taking down the shields. Great. Uh, but the Imperials probably aren't just going to let us do that. So, okay, they're going to have some defenses. Right. So phase one, we're going to take down the defenses. So that's where they're sending their, their ships out, their light cruisers. Uh, and then phase three, yeah, just really ties it all together. So it's like, right, we're, our main objective is to come in and take out the Star Destroyer. So that's what we're going to do now. So we focus on the, the power that's left going to the Star Destroyer, take that out in order to expose the core and then uh, take the whole ship down. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Gold medals. Except for Chewie. <laughs> Chewie. Yeah, yeah, apart from Chewie. Yeah. Oh, Pop and Chewie's always, yeah, not very happy. Though. Yeah. Do, do you give Chewie a, a medal in Star Wars Battlefront 2? <laughs> no, no, not personally, no. <laughs> Dang it. He doesn't get a he doesn't get a medal. He doesn't get a hug. Poor, poor, poor Chewbacca. 
And it, it's been stated, uh, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that as you change maps, the objectives will switch to uh, suit that map, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, each of as I was saying, kind of there about the what you know, this is the one where each of the maps will have a focus, a narrative focus, uh, and so naturally, then we try to make it so that the objectives then tie into whatever that narrative focus is. So. Um, not only that is it important to help with the narrative, but yeah, we want to make sure that we're kind of switching the gameplay, making the gameplay, you know, feel right for that level. Um, I love how, like, even like a 2015 Battlefront, like the Death Star DLC had that narrative in it in the Battle Station game of like you're going in there, uh, you're trying to take down the Star Destroyer, then you're trying to go mm. get R2D2. Like, I love those little cues that. Uh, that you all do in Battlefront. Like, I love that. It makes it feel more authentic. Like, oh, I'm not just some uh, random rebel trying to defeat this thing for some reason. It's like, I'm trying to, as a rebel, defeat this massive empire. Like, I love that so much. (laughs) Good, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of Star Wars players, it's all about immersion, you know, so we, we try to do that with our with our ship handling, with making you feel like an ace starfighter pilot. Um, but some of that immersion is then going to come from, you know, the setting, the narrative um, and actually what's going on with the level. So it's all these kind of layers and then obviously audio on top of that as well. You know, we've got some fantastic uh, VO going in and some fantastic um, audio sound effects going in there. So all of that kind of tied and, and coming together then leads to this hopefully really immersive uh, all experience. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, just watching the the gameplay reveal trailer of Starfighter Assault, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, Poe Dameron, like, I'm I'm super stoked, and uh, Kylo Ren playing his ship, like, I love, like, the 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 selection of hero ships that you've chosen is amazing. And like, what was the process in choosing those? Uh, I mean, it was yeah. I mean, some of it's about like thinking about well, there's certain ships that we definitely need to have in. So you know, Millennium Falcon, for example. Um, and then yeah, it was then trying to think it was slightly about well, okay, well, haven't maybe we haven't seen in a you know Battlefront uh, game before. Um, so then we went down that train of thought and started to bring in stuff like you know the Scimitar and things like that. So, um, it was written really about kind of thinking well what ships are out there in the Star Wars universe and what, what cool ones would, would uh, you know, which are the cool ones that we'd like to bring into into the fold, really. So, uh, prequels in Battlefront, like, amazing. Before we got the reveal of Star Wars Battlefront 2, I was like, so they said they're going to have multiple eras. Hmm, does that mean Clone hmm. Wars? And I was like, I don't know, there's so much Clone Wars content out there. It could use its own game and then you go out and you're like yes there's clone wars and i was just like oh my gosh that's amazing um what what's it like working with clone wars after uh, having that experience with uh, the original trilogy and rogue one uh well i mean yeah so yeah as you said we're working across all three trilogies so we've got the prequel trilogy the original and the new trilogy um we can't go you know super in depth and into detail on, on what's going on there uh you will have seen uh as you saw in the kind of reveal trailer and things like that some of the uh, potential locations that we've got going down so you'd see that um El camino is one of the levels so that's yes. been really cool um because yeah you know that being our you know one of our um slightly more different levels you know it's a lot of you know kind of structures around you know to try and play around and so um 
yeah, it's been it's been great in that sense to be able to delve into content which you know slightly different which hasn't had as much light as as you know for the original trilogy for example there's been lots of stuff done in the original trilogy so then being able to dip into something like the prequels has been been really fun and kind of exploring different ways in which we can you know as i was mentioned earlier narratively uh theming a level uh but also then you know looking at the ships involved uh for that era as well it's been it's been really great it's been nice to uh stretch the design legs on that awesome okay so we got a fun question here um <laughs> what is your number one choice for a hero if you could add anyone in star wars nope no questions asked like anyone uh dennis Brownville told me at ea play um that his would be ahsoka uh what, what's yours I've, I've, i have two like actually um and one's gonna be very controversial so i'll go with the not, not so controversial one i'd love to see mace windu in the oh that would be, be so awesome epic. Uh, that would be very, very cool. Um, you know, just because he's, you know, a, a badass. So, um, but uh, I'd actually really like to see Jar Jar in there. Yes. Let's, let's, let's get Jar. Can you imagine absolutely, you know, destroying with Jar Jar the shame that you would bring to uh, the rest of the other team? So, I, I would um, love that. Misa that would, just that killed be... you. <laughs> exactly right. It would be like a. You know, an insult to injury. You know, so, you'd have uh, to make him like super overpowered because everyone would be going after Jar Jar. Exactly. Yeah. Kill yeah, Jar do, yeah, Jar. Not only would you have a huge target on your back, you'd uh, yeah, hopefully just be wrecking face. So. Oh, I, I love that. Um, that would be like the funniest thing to see, just like goofball running around the battlefront, just destroying people <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> That'd be great as, as yeah, like the underdog would be great. Oh yes, um, that that would be so so much fun. Okay, so uh, what has been your favorite part of working on Star Wars Battlefront Two? That's a, that's a big question. Um, you know, what? I think actually one of my favorite things has been um, seeing fan reaction. Um, to what you know, I can only really speak to specifically what we've been doing at Criterion, but uh, for Starfire Assault, seeing fan reaction to how uh, you know happy they are with the way we're kind of handling things and, and being at uh, you know, I was lucky enough to go to Gamescom and um, we're showing off the game there and you know, speaking to you know, press and influencers and, and you know, members of the public, and you know, it's fantastic. I think for me, like as a, as a developer, that's you can't get any better than that seeing firsthand people enjoying playing what you've uh, you know you've you spent a long time making is uh, is, is priceless so that for me i think has been one of the most enjoyable things the other thing actually has been um just being able to uh, the actual breadth of content that we've got within the game and as we spoke several times about the all three eras within the game um, so yeah, not having to stick to one era has been really great. So we can kind of bounce around and explore different ideas. So I've really enjoyed that as well. I every every time I get uh, to talk with the developers, I love it. Um, and they, you you guys are just so awesome. Um, that that's what I really like to hear is that when, like, you come from this as a fan perspective as well. Like, 
um, when people say, oh, Battlefront sucks, I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> uh, they're like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I've talked to the developers personally. They don't want to make a bad game. Um, they're, it's, right. it's their um, biggest hope that they make an amazing game. And I think you have done that. Well, right after I got done playing uh, Battlefront 2 at EA Play, I was just like, Oh my gosh, that is going to be the best game ever. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really glad. I'm glad that the, uh, the reception is good. I mean, to that point, just quickly, like, you know, all developers before they were developers were gamers, right? And, yeah. and are still gamers when they are developers. So, it, you know, that, that inherent sort of, you know, loving games, wanting to make good games is, is, uh, is always there. So, yeah, you know, we strive to make the best thing possible. So, um, but you know, um, as I, I kind of say a lot as well, we're always receptive to feedback as well. So if there is any feedback, then I'm always happy to hear it. Awesome. That's what I love about EA. Uh, we came from the Wii U era of Nintendo and they weren't very as commu- uh, they weren't as communicative as you guys are. So like when we came mm-hmm. here, I was like, the devs actually respond to fans. Like I, I got, uh, Dennis Branville on the podcast in December, um, and- <laughs> And I, I talked to him through Instagram messages, <laughs> uh, which is just hilarious. Um, and like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, if, if there's things going down on, you know, obviously it's a sensitive thing, you know, not only is game development in general sensitive, but then working with an IP such as Star Wars. So it's not like we can, you know, I'm more than happy if there's something on Twitter that I see that somebody's, you know, posted, I'm more than happy to answer it if, if. <laughs> I can answer it you know if I don't answer it don't think I'm ignoring you I'm, I'm always seeing the feedback it's just you know some things you know one I can't talk about two I'm not going to spoil that for you you know the game's out in a bit you can play that and, and you'll see so <laughs> yeah but yeah it's... as much as possible because you know on a on a kind of um I don't know like a, a little mini selfish level as well I guess like I don't know selfish probably in the wrong word like you know I love interacting with people that are giving feedback or, or talking about a game that I'm making like it's it's great like get a great buzz out of it it's fantastic so it was amazing having you on the podcast um I have a request so um Battlefront we've gotten a lot of information on there can you tell us anything exclusive on this podcast you don't have to just like just a little tidbit or a tease or something like that oh I can't think right now let me think um no, I mean, I, can't, I mean, from Gamescom, we, you know, we we talked a lot <laughs> about stuff. So, I'm, you know, and as I said, the game's coming out really soon now. So, I, I wouldn't really want to divulge anything now. Anyway, it's too close. It's so, too close. If only it was closer. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, this isn't new new news, but the beta's uh, coming up right around the corner. So, okay, uh, closing out. What's something that you would like to say to the, the fans of the of uh, the listeners of our podcast and fans of Battlefront Two? Well, I guess firstly, you know, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been been great experience. Um, <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, I just <laughs> I really hope that you guys um, enjoy Battlefront Two, and uh, you know that you'll get to grips with Starfighter Assault and give me uh, you know some of your your comments and, and thoughts on it. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you see you out in space and let's uh, shoot down some of those pesky Imperials. You yes. know, because it's all about it's all about it being the light side. You know? Yeah, 
I, I'm, a, I'm a rebel boy myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few, you know, we get a little argument. It gets a little heated in the office sometimes with the Imperial guys in here. You know, we have to, you know, show them who's boss with the lighter side, but, you know, it's yeah. fine. I, I was teasing Paul Kesslin about being a, an Imperial guy. I was like, rebel win! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I like it a little bit actually. Whenever I'm uh, if I'm ever over at Dice or Eto here, it's like oh okay here you go here's the Imperials. Yeah, you go with like this uh, rebel and sim- uh, signal uh, a sign on your shirt, a hat, like, <laughs> shoes, yeah. socks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast. Pick your class and earn your battle points because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast.